You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, welcome to episode 36 of the Leading Off Podcast. As always, I'm Matt Braun, joined here by Cooper Carlson. And, uh, well, there's still no baseball. At least uh, not real-world baseball. Uh, in America, that is. I, let, I should make that clear. They are playing baseball in other places of the world, which uh, seems, I don't know, that seems almost mystical to us right now. It almost sounded really racist. The real in the real world here in America, there's no baseball, but we turned it there and made it made it good. That was, it was yeah. pretty funny, but I, yeah, I didn't ride the line there, but I kind of did. <laughs> no, it's funny because I was thinking there is baseball, but all right, but yeah, we got a lot of fake baseball going on. Uh, baseball. I, mean, I've, I actually, for the first time ever, beat you in a match of fake baseball. I so. knew you were gonna bring this up. <laughs> I'm so mad. I wasn't going to until you mentioned fake baseball, and then I remembered it. So this is on you, to be fair. No, I just okay, okay. So, and now the thing is, you even admitted to me that that game was a load of crap <laughs> because you hit a first. So, so this was our uh, Twins Daily Custom League, which we brought up before, um, and we're still doing it. Well, we're getting close to the playoffs. Uh, Nick needs to play like a million games, but that's whatever. Uh, anyways, I was playing Cooper. He's the Mets. I'm the A's. You got a first inning home run with Pete Alonso. I left a fastball up. That was my bad. And then for the next six innings, I was just lining baseballs directly at the face of his defenders. And I just, I, I, I was getting, so, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like anything I hit is directly at someone. I'm so, even the last inning, all of my three outs were above 95 exit velocity. And I'm like, game, help me. Yeah, it was pretty interesting because the end score was one to zero but you'd think if we watch a replay of how hard you were hitting the ball that you scored 10 runs but alas i won the game uh hit him where they're hit him where they ain't have you ever heard that i guess not so uh i got that win i'm now one in 10 against you i think it is or something like that so i'll take it i was gonna say we then angrily had or at least i angrily had yes. a rematch and then I, I believe i won that one by like four or five so yeah uh, <laughs> I, I had to make it up i that shit isn't coming i I mean, those are my. I still only have two losses in our league, so I'm not mad. I must say, I'm performing much better than I expected. I'm not, I'm ten and four, I think, and I thought I'd be zero and fourteen at this point. So <laughs> things are looking up for my skills here. Well, I, I think I set an unfair precedent by just destroying you so badly in a lot of games. Where you're yeah, like, it's true. Man, I suck. But then you play the other guys, and you're like, okay, it's kind of, it's like, it's like you just, it's like if you just played the Yankees a bunch. <laughs> And we're just like, man, this baseball thing's really hard. And then you go play the Orioles, and you're like, this shit's easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, a, a guess that didn't end up being a guess. Matthew Taylor is. You see the Orioles in your scenario here? Don't uh, mean to throw well, him under the bus, but well, uh... it's ironic because in the game he's the Cubs. But uh, 
I mean, he'll admit he's not good at the game. I did right, throw yeah. a no hitter against him. <laughs> oh. So there's that. No, it's all good fun. It's it's been great playing. I mean, it's yeah. been a ton of fun for sure. Yeah, it's it's fun playing. I've never liked just playing random online games against people because I'm like I, I don't have it in me to care. But if I'm like playing against Ted and I'm just like, yeah, that's right, Ted, you take that shit. Like, <laughs> I don't, or like I'm playing Andrew and I'm actually talking to him. It's like there's a real human being at the end of this who's like swearing after every run he gives up. And I'm like, I, I like, like. The key is just to um, keep, like play Andrew long enough to the point where he's drank enough to where he can't hit the ball and then you'll win. <laughs> I've learned this, yes. We'll, we'll be playing a game and you'll pause and be like, Adam, I'm pouring a drink. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I've succeeded, and you just got to get a couple more innings in and yeah. you'll beat him. Yeah, and then the next, the, the next inning, you're just hanging curveballs, and you're like, <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm glad we got to this point. Oh, man. I love but it. This is what we have to talk about when there are no other sports. Um, yeah. But to kind of go off that, we'll be talking about some other things, uh, of course. There, uh, there was announced, uh, was it? I believe it was last week. Uh, it was after we last recorded. Of course, we took uh, the last week off for Easter, but... um. The uh, MLB has started a players tournament on MLB The Show. So all 30 teams have a representative, a player from that team. They're all playing each other uh, in a one-game, three-inning uh, type of deal, so it doesn't take too long. And uh, it has been really cool to watch. I don't know how much you've been like tuning into it, but almost every night for me I've been watching it, and it's been like incredible to watch You know, guys actually like show off their personality, which is something MLB is just terrible at. Oh yeah, I've tuned in. How oh, it's been going on for what a week now, so probably four of the days, and it's just been great. I've tuned in to Trevor May, of course, a lot. Uh, Cole is it Cole Tucker of the Pirates is he's great fun to watch. Uh, Blake Snell is super entertaining. Lucas Giolito, Joey Gallo is just insane. It's great fun watching all these guys just play each other, and I don't know, it's really entertaining. Because as you said, we don't ever see this kind of thing. Yeah, it's. It's like, wow, MLB actually had a, a smart idea for once. What a con- Although I believe the, the concept was brought up by Trevor May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I didn't read that article on how all that all that went down. I don't know if you did, if you can provide more information. Uh, I mean, I was just, it was like the first four player tournament and I Trevor May bring it up. So I'm assuming that's how it all got started. So he oh, okay. brought up the idea to start basically. I see. And I believe they actually have like a Discord chat with all the players. And I'm like, how lit yeah. is that yeah. Discord chat? <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be, I just, Trevor May's like, oh, yeah, I wonder if a Hunter Pence is in the 30 player Discord. It's like, really? That's, that's pretty wild. Like, how do I get in on this? But, you know, they don't just let anyone, I guess. I tried. Yeah. So now, yeah, you, once you throw a 95 mile an hour fastball, <laughs> then you can get in, which is, uh, I mean, if you ask me, it's, uh, that's an unfair barrier of entry. You know. I mean, I'm 10 and 4 in our league. You'd think I'd be good <laughs> enough to get into their league. I mean, whatever. It's... We we did extend an official invite to Mitch Garver, of which he, <laughs> he did not respond to either Nash or me. Nash was much kinder about the way he did it. <laughs> yeah, I think we went for him and uh, maybe uh, Trevor May as well. But as expected, neither of them even slightly got back to us. So it is what it is. But yeah, this players league is fun, and I think Joey Gallo is like eleven and one, and everyone hates him for it because he said he'd never played the game, and then here he goes just destroying everyone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I buy that he's never played the game because he's <laughs> like he's beat Blake Snell, and Snell has been streaming for a while now. 
as far as I know. Like he, him and May have kind of been up there with a lot of guys, which is makes the dynamic kind of interesting because you got guys like them who are streaming and have done it, and then you got like uh, some <laughs> other random guys who are just like, we need a guy. Like, and you can you can tell. You can tell the guys who are just randomly picked, guy like Tommy Canely or Josh right. Hader, who they're like, <laughs> yes. we need a guy, and no one else is like standing up, and they're like, sure, I guess I'll do it. Right. Yeah, and also you're watching because I before this I thought Blake Snell was just kind of a chill, laid back guy because I'd never really seen anything, and I tune in, he's just screaming, he's like, I need his help. It's just wild. He's just he had like a walk off homer and just ran around his room singing a song, and it was <laughs> it was insane. It was just fun to watch and. Yeah, I want to keep tuning in because I got nothing better to do these days. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's you know they've got a captive audience. You're just like, well, I mean, literally, what else are you gonna do? You're not gonna watch any other sport. You're gonna watch the MJ documentary, like. Yeah, and speaking of that, I'd never would have done that if there wasn't sports. But I tuned into that today, and it was great. I'm actually uh, skipping part two to record this podcast here, so obviously <laughs> you can see where my priorities are at. <laughs> I'm, you know, that's very, that's very honorable of you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so proud of you. The, the last two things I want to add regarding this so far of what I've seen is I find it really cool that Lucas Giolito actually has Jason Benetti, well, the White Sox announcer, with him in stream, who will, like, legitimately announce the game as it's happening, which is, like... <laughs> I, I mean, could you imagine trying to get, like, Dick Bramer to do that? So, <laughs> Just like, all right, Dick, all right, Dick we, got, we have a video game, baseball video game. We need to do it now. He's like, we need to do what now? <laughs> now, give me a Blylev and Morris group. I don't – oh, give me God. those two. Absolutely. But, yeah, I was watching the Giolito stream with the announcer, and it's funny because he's just – you know, he's like, oh, I bet if it was real life, I'd be saying this announcer cliche right now. Just, oh, yeah, one, two, three. And, it was, you know, just he's kind of just making fun of himself. And he's just a really cool guy. Kind of got an inside look at broadcasters too, just – Everything's so much better in video games. We shouldn't even go back to real life. <laughs> Broadcasters, <laughs> they're human beings also. Who would have thought? Yeah, I didn't even know that. I thought they were just, you know, just speak baseball for a, That's all they can do. But here this, we are. This is why I've been, I, I've had this belief for a while. I think we should have one game a year uh, where the broadcaster chooses where they can just like, like it's an X-rated broadcast where they can just <laughs> say whatever they want and just like they can't be held. It's like the, uh, it's like the purge. For baseball <laughs> announcing, she's like nothing is held against you unless you say some like truly horrendous stuff. But like maybe just like swearing and getting incredibly drunk, uh, which is what. I, and just imagine like I don't know like Roy Smalley getting wasted and just being like, "Did I oh, ever man. tell you the story?" And then he <laughs> yes, tells, like, Roy, a, many times. Yeah, he tells you like a four inning story of just some <laughs> yeah. ridiculous stuff. And you're like, I we've just missed half the game, Roy. <laughs> Roy, you told this in every other game you've announced. You're just making it longer. Gosh, yeah, but it'd be, it'd be great. I don't see it happening anytime soon, but hey, they're oh. coming up with new ideas, so who knows? <laughs> Unless they get sponsored by HBO, yeah, it's not going to happen. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Roy, you always went to bed at 11 p.m. You don't have any stories. <laughs> huh. Well, on, I guess that's that's a oddly good transition on the, the topic of – uh, good old boys playing baseball. <laughs> Happy birthday to Twins legend Joe Maurer. Today is his birthday. Uh, actually, let, let I should rephrase that. Happy birthday to Twins legend and future Hall of Famer Joe Maurer. Yes, of course. I do not disagree with you there at all. all right, I'm glad we don't have to have any conversation about that. Well, because... I, I mean, we can, of course, but I just wanted to bring this. Matt promised that he would sing Happy Birthday on 
on here? No, 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 You didn't? I could have sworn you did that. Well, you were putting words in my mouth. No, okay, I thought that was you. I must have must have been wrong. All right. Was Okay, well, to be fair, we do have like three or four mats for Twins Daily. That's true, yeah. We could. I don't know how I said, oh, like I just forgot True Blood existed, but whatever. Three or four, it's just a whole human being, you know, sometimes you miss it. Yeah, so I guess Matt's not doing that, but as you said, he's a future Hall of Fame. He's a top 10 catcher of all time, I think, if you take his just catching seasons, and you disagree there? Uh, I mean, no. I think well, I think the few a few things about Joe Maurer's case, and I mean, obviously we all know them, but we're just going to go over them because, right. I mean, we have literally nothing else to talk about. So a few things about Joe Maurer's case is the first thing I want to say is uh, catchers in the Hall of Fame, they're like really stingy about putting catchers in, like to a point where it's kind of strange, where it literally took Ted Simmons like, I don't know, 30 years to get in. Uh, Jorge Posada just missed the ballot uh, on his first vote. Uh, and it's like, there's weird, like, oddly high level of entry to the point where it's, it's just unfair. And I feel like that's being held against Maurer, where it's just like, naturally, it's, it's a position that just does not lend itself to longevity. Like, the second a catcher hits 30, you're already talking about him moving to first base. Like, how old, how old is Buster Posey right now? And he's basically, we all consider him kind of washed. Uh, sure, I hope Andrew's not listening to this because he's not like that. But you know that's kind of how it goes. Uh, he, he's thirty, yeah, actually thirty-three. He's a bit older than I thought he was, but you know, you know, you get my point. I mean, it's been like what three years now that he's been kind of slowed down. So I see what you're saying. I think that might be completely wrong, but yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, uh, yeah, 2017 was like his last good season. Right. So. Yep. Oh, that three years. So there's that, um, and a few other things uh, with Maurer, kind of intrinsic things that I think will help his case. Uh, the first is that voters really like players who stayed with one team for his entire career. Of course, Maurer did. Uh, not only that, he was a hometown boy. I don't know if that that might help. I, I doubt it. But vo- voters vote for weird stuff all the time. Well, we know voters are just strange. Uh, they're just strange people. Um, but he's got that. He also has the uh, the character clause, the uh, often held against people character clause. Oh, yeah. In which, I mean, no one can ever find a bad story about Joe Maurer like ever <laughs> like literally I no one has ever said like maybe he stepped on a fly once but like that might be it oh yeah you're totally right and it's he's gonna get in if people are voting on prime or than longevity I guess if that makes sense because mm-hmm. I mean when you're a six-time all-star at three-time gold glove and five-time silver slugger and was it three-time batting champion or yeah, three-time batting champion. Okay, yeah. And, you know, you're all that in a span of nine years or so. I mean, in your prime, that's that's a, that's a pretty good. And then you just had the years after your bad injuries that caused you to play at first base and still produce very at a pretty high level. So I'm with you that he obviously should get in, in my opinion. That's the that's thing I don't really get is that if he, you know, once the injury started to hit, if he just retired then and there – to some people, he might have a stronger case, which doesn't make any sense to me. That, that, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because the later years do hurt him, just because he did slow down. He, you know, would hit five to ten home runs a season, bat two eighty five, and have an OPS around eight hundred. Yeah, nothing special, but it was. I mean, probably due to just injury and wear and tear of being a catcher for his entire life and. 
that's just what happens to almost all catchers. And, you know, he's probably in a group with Bench, Carter, Pudge, Fisk, Piazza, Maurer, and... Oh, Yogi Berra, yeah. Berra, yeah. Probably, yeah, Berra. I was in the US forgetting someone. Yeah, and then Maurer, and then, like, yeah, that's probably the group there, so... Of Yeah, so I'm putting him in there. I think he's a pretty good catcher, in my opinion. Yeah, he was decent, <laughs> I guess, you know. I guess, I guess so. The... The only th- other thing I want to bring up, and this is really related to Mars, just kind of his catchers in general. Uh, and looking up the numbers, I never realized that Russell Martin is a top 10 catcher by F4, and so was <laughs> Brian McCann. Like, oh, wait. Like, of all time? Of all time. They're higher Jeez. than Yadier Molina and Posey and Maurer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, I didn't know that. I don't even know what to say to that. That's wild. <laughs> I, know, I just realized, I'm like, was Russell Martin secretly, like, really really good or like yeah what the wow. heck huh is this now a russell martin podcast yeah this is we should just rename this the uh, leading off martin podcast or something like that and <laughs> call it good russell martin just yes just random russell martin facts that's insane but yeah didn't know that i'd i'd say mauer was probably a little bit better than him that's just what i observed but <laughs> still odd well yeah and as you brought up it's it's the peak that really right. uh, pushes Maurer. I mean, the dude was uh, a freaking MVP. How many MVP catchers have there ever been? Uh, actually, yeah. that's, an, uh, that's an interesting question. I might have to check that up later. But I can tell you the list is probably very, very small. Right. And just the list. I mean, he was the first ever uh, catcher with a batting as a batting champion. So that's correct as well, right? I'm not just saying that. Uh, I believe so. <laughs> I've heard this, right? I... See, the thing is, uh, some people say uh, batting champion, uh, but there is a distinction between the leagues. Uh, so, uh, you know, there might be they might be saying, like, altogether, including AL or NL, oh. but sometimes the t- distinction isn't made. I know Posey was the batting champion one year. Obviously, that had to have been after Maurer. Right. I'm, like, uh, but, 90% sure I've heard this, so, yeah. yeah. Piazza <laughs> might have won it? I don't know. The thing, yeah. Well, I, I did look this up just, like, a while ago, but I completely forgot, like... He, totally, yeah, totally. Just because I, I looked up everything except batting champion because I had to ask you for that number earlier. So it, <laughs> I think he was the first AL catcher to win it, and we're going to roll with that. First all well, he's, the only, he's the only AL catcher to win it. That much okay, I Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. That much I well, so. Well, we got that going. <laughs> we, we argue over what it means to be a batting <laughs> champion. I, I am uh. not surprised. Entirely not surprised. Entirely <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But uh, anyways, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to have a quick ad run here. And then when we come back, we'll be talking about baseball in other countries. That is being played right now. So uh, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome back. We're done taking a break, and by that I mean I literally just wasted uh, one (laughs) second in real life. Uh, but you guys don't know that because editing is magic. Anyways, uh, I somewhat misspoke earlier, or at least I caught myself, uh, because I said baseball is not being played. That is incorrect. 
Uh, in Taiwan, their league has actually been playing for a little bit now. Their opening day was, I think, last week. Uh, so they've been playing, and South Korea is now set to start May 1st. That's going to be their opening day. So, you know, it's not it's not our MLB, but baseball is baseball, and that will be out there to watch. Yeah, um, and you can tell that it's being watched because they have a lot of fans in the stands. Have you seen the fans <laughs> that they put out there, the cardboard notes that they've made and filled the stands with them? It's it's hilarious, honestly. I love it. It's it's terrifying, if you ask me. <laughs> it is also that. That is another word for it, for sure. But it's a funny idea and scary. But, yeah, it's good. good job there. It's like, oh, you know, what if the Terminators won? That's basically how that goes. <laughs> right. It's it's really, I don't know. It just speaks of where we are. Wouldn't it told me a year ago today I'd be seeing that. I'd be, heck, three months ago I'd be seeing that. It'd be really questionable. We're gonna, but now it's hey, just the normal. We're going to have Terminator baseball fans in the stands before <laughs> Josh Donaldson takes a Twins at bat. How about that? How about that? Right. It doesn't even seem weird to me at this point. Like, yeah, that makes total sense for what's going on. Like, why wouldn't we have that? I don't know. There was also a bench-clearing brawl today in the league, a baseball brawl, you know, stare at each other for a while and stuff. But, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's got to be – there's some, like, kind of more awkward things that come up when when you actually, like, can now hear everyone. And so I imagine (laughs) it's kind of weird – where it's like there's not like the fan like sound I guess to kind of like distract you, so you're just like like if someone says something on the other side you can actually hear it clearly and you're like hey what did you just say like what I heard that shit what? <laughs> uh, yeah it's I don't know it's gonna make if there is a MLB baseball I feel like it'd be kind of awkward because we I don't know it'd just be strange when Odorizzi strikes out someone it's just like. I don't I expect I don't know what I expect to hear, but we're gonna get a lot of inside information, just awkward conversations. I think just it's gonna be because they'll know that they can everyone can hear them, right? So they might everything's gonna be strange if we get baseball this year. Now, what I do want to do because you brought it up, uh, I want to kind of go back and watch the Orioles game from a few years ago where they did play with no fans in the stands because the riots going on in downtown. And I want to watch it just so I can like understand how it's probably going to be like, uh, because I assume that's going to be like the most realistic. All I remember off the top of my head was like somewhere in the seventh inning, Gary Thorne just called a hit like he was a golf announcer, and it was it was pretty good. Yes, I was going to bring that up too. The the golf announcing on the baseball game was, I mean, it's still going around on social media once in a while. It's just hilarious, and if we can get that every day, it, well, it'd be boring after two games, but it'd be it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Well, I guess that's that's kind of the essential question. We don't have this written down, but I kind of want to ask you. But like, sure. uh, and this is some I've seen a lot of people go against it. I've seen the players go against it. But uh, if there was to be baseball, but the catch is that there can't be any fans in the stands, uh, would you still be okay with that? Would you still watch it? Would you still accept that as you know the MLB product? I absolutely would. I mean, they're still playing games that count just the same as any other year, so. Yes, I would watch it, and also it's a, it's kind of my job at this point. So, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we got okay. I got to talk about it every week. So, but yes, even if I it wasn't, I didn't have to talk about it. I would because it's baseball, and I mean, what else am I gonna do? Of course, I'm gonna watch baseball. 
All right, well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I only bring that up because I see that well, I actually saw. Ooh, what about me? Okay, you flipped it on me. I should have expected this. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm in the, of course, I'm in a similar boat. It's kind of my job. I do get you know paid to talk and write about it. So it's like, uh, yes, I should do that for my own sake. I would watch it, but man, it would just feel it would just feel strange. It would just be so odd and unusual that I, I, I don't. It's hard to like even put into words. It's just it's just hard to even like yeah. consider that. I I mean, if we get baseball this year, I don't think there's any way that there are fans until maybe late in the season. So, I mean, best case scenario, I think we have two months, two to three months of no fan baseball. Yeah, and that seems like the like the absolute best case scenario. Right, yeah, of course. So, uh, we don't know. I did see, uh, this was a little bit ago, but uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, he's, he's kind of talked about it, you know, because a lot of people have been um, anticipating the return of sports. They've kind of been antsy about it. He said a, a lot of similar things. It's like, it's a possibility, you know, uh, he himself would love to see it. But basically, if it is to happen, there's almost no way that there can be any fans uh, there's almost there's no way they can do that Phoenix plan they came up with the right. other day that was completely a load of crap or <laughs> really any other like heavily edited like uh, to the point where they're kind of changing how baseball is played like that you can't really do that that's it's just not going to be feasible. Yeah, if it gets to the point where we have players in the stands, a electronic strike zone, and um, you know th- everything is just. I'm kind of switching over, by the way, on the electronic strike zone. We can talk about that another time. But if we just – if everything's changed completely and st- just not like baseball, I, it, I'd still watch just because, of course, I would. But it, as you said, just kind of drum – pull me away a bit just because mm-hmm. it's different from what we've known all of our lives. Yeah, it would, it would just be straight. Yeah, what – and there's a lot of small things in that. Where there's, like, no mound visits. Like, you can't, right, can't have yeah, mound exactly. visits. Umpires obviously got to be six feet away. So, yeah, electronic ump. Because can't see properly, it's like, wait, what, what are we? Even, what about what about tag plays? You know, how does that right. work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Everything's first, a force out now. Yeah, for what? I brought this up to someone else. You can have pegouts. Is that gonna be a thing? <laughs> you want Carlos throw, Correa chucking no, a ball you, at ninety-five right, yeah. miles an hour ball ball back? <laughs> that would be wonderful. Well, they'd be horrible, but it'd be funny. But huh? It yeah, it's obviously not gonna work. If there's gonna be baseball this year, I think it's gotta be. There won't be fans, so that won't be normal, but it's got to be mostly normalcy for the most part with everything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, it pretty much has to. As long as, like, the on-field, like, and I guess you could argue stadium field, but whatever, but as far as, like, the field field, sure. the, the, the boundary of the field, as long as what is being played in there is normal, then, you know, that'll be fine. I'll be fine with that. And yeah, and I mean, it seems like things have been going a little, if I was to say right now whether or not I think there will be baseball, I would say yes, I think there will be some form of baseball this year. I don't know, you probably, you, you don't think there will, do you? I know I made a I made a hard statement earlier where I said no, I'm like, there's not going to be baseball. Right. I still kind of wafer on that. The the only thing that's giving me hope is the fact that we are seeing it in South Korea and Taiwan, Yeah. where it's like, you know, they have figured out a way to get this this the big if that big asterisk is that they both of those places have been able to take care of the issue so quickly and so efficiently that they can do it and you compare to how the u.s has reacted which is like i'm not even going to start into that because that's politics and that's right please let's not i'm just (laughs) i'm just going to end it there but when you compare it to how they've reacted 
expected. It's like we're just not in a position at all comparatively to do that. Maybe that yeah. changes. Maybe that changes next month. Maybe that changes in two exactly. months. I don't know. No one knows. But as it stands right now, I'm just like I, I just I I don't see it. I don't see it. Unfortunately. For sure. Yeah. I, it's just the way things have been progressing. The hope is in two months from now. Hopefully things are looking better. So. Yeah, that's all I got on it, and I just hope there'll be hope and think there will be baseball this year. There's hope. There's sure a lot of hope going around. That's that's all we right. really have. Unfortunately, uh, I wish we had a stronger basis than that. But unfortunately, that's just not realistic. So, anyways, moving on, we have fan questions. Just two questions. I guess no one wants to ask about nothing. <laughs> I don't blame them anymore. Yeah, it was kind of funny earlier. We were just like, oh, you know, you can kind of like meme about it and like right. rip off of it now it's like the, the the sad reality has kicked in and we're just like i don't want to be asking questions about fake baseball what the hell are you right, talking yeah. about no i don't believe it yeah no it's i expect zero and we got two so i will definitely take it <laughs> we have had zero in some weeks so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh so we're uh, taking this from faith uh how do you think the season being delayed will affect the timeline of our prospects to the big leagues so this is a really interesting question, and this is something I've thought about because I haven't seen many people actually bring this up. Uh, but of course, along with the major league season being suspended, the minor league season, you know, has also been suspended, uh, and that's fairly important uh, for the development of a lot of these prospects. You know, if they can't play games, it's really hard for them to develop. Fortunately, they have other training methods, uh, so it's not like they're completely like just going to stagnate and not get any value out of it. But a lot of the ability, you know, the, the in-game stuff, the, the in, intangibles that you can't like, you know, have training for that's going to be gone. And that's going to change the timeline for a lot of guys. You know, we were talking about guys like Alex Kirilov, guys like Royce Lewis potentially being able to come up in September, October, uh, October. Wow. I just kind of assumed they made the playoffs, <laughs> but you know, coming up in September, coming up late in the season and you know, if the timeline's altered, that's that's a lot more sketchy. I don't know if that happens. That's that's more up in the air. And another thing about this baseball is, even if there is an MLB season, I think it's unlikely that there's much of a minor league season at all for anyone. So I think the Twins are in a better position than most because they do have almost every position player spot locked up for at least one more year in pitching. You got Barrios, Maeda, uh, that, well and then go from there but uh yeah so but better spot than a lot of teams when it comes to needing immediate replacements from prospects i guess like this is gonna suck for the teams like the tigers and the orioles and the royals who really they they care more about their minor league seasons than their actual mlb teams at this point in their rebuild because they want to lose but yeah um i'd say i'd say push back most of the guys by a year exactly pretty much just because they won't play this year sadly so that's where I'm at with it, I guess. You know, I think I'm going to slightly disagree with you on that, actually. I think teams like the Orioles, Royals, and Tigers, I feel like they're mostly unaffected. How so? They're, well, I mean... The, they really the, need to develop their players. Yeah, but those, those players are going to be there. Like, uh, yeah, they're going to be a year older, and that kind of sucks, and they miss a the time, but that's less... Now that's a year less you got to pay Miguel Cabrera. Now that's a year less. You got to watch some rando dude who you know couldn't hit a buck fifty at AAA, but he's the only living, breathing first baseman you have. Like, you know, you don't have to watch that guy in the majors anymore. 
I I feel like they're they're gonna make out well. It's gonna be actually probably the Twins because you even halted halfway through that statement. You kind of realized the rotation might be a little <laughs> sus next year. You realize that Zoda Rizzi's gone. Uh, Homer Bailey, if they don't reset him, he's gone. Rich Hill, obviously, you know, we don't know with him, but he's going to be gone as well. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. They're in a better position than like the Dodgers, who are going to lose Mookie Betts for nothing, which is hilarious. But uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're going to be looking too hot. Yeah, that's also true. These teams will also miss out on a very good draft pick, mostly. Although they might, I don't know what they're going to do with that. The rules. I'm not going to talk about the draft because who knows what's going on there. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I guess you're right. The Twins' rotation is going to be, although they do still have Thorpe, Dobnak, uh, Smeltzer, who we are both big fans of, and Sean Poppin, of course. So <laughs> oh, they, they, they okay. got some, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> they do have some guys on the brink of ready. But, of course, Oda Rizzi and Rich Hill and Homer Bailey are a little bit more reliable than those ones. So it's, I don't know, they're, the Twins obviously are really hurting, missing out on this year because they were going to be one, one of, if not the best team in Twins history, quite frankly. So obviously that sucks to miss out on. But uh, yeah, I guess maybe you're, maybe I was completely wrong on that. Wow. Wow, did I just, <laughs> did I just change your mind? I, I think so. Wow. Yeah, well, I guess I meant in terms of like, I don't know what I meant. If, if specifically prospects, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, that's kind of the thing. And also, because the thing is that this is going to apply to everyone. So it's not like one team's randomly going to get a leg up. It's like, well, no one's going to be playing. You know, everyone's kind of getting set back at the same time. So it's like, it, there it's more of just a neutral thing altogether. Yeah, yeah, it's also true, I guess. It'll be some are more effective than others, but as you said, Kind of just neutral for all. So, yeah. All right. So, moving on. Uh, so, she actually asked two questions. Uh, right. Second part of the question. If we don't get a season, which guys are your top priority to resign? Uh, well, we had a fight over this, actually. We did. We did talk about this. And uh, I did run a Twitter poll, and I won because, you know, I'm It does correct. not matter. People it, uh, didn't know the context, the contract details. Oh, my God. I don't care. I, I <laughs> That's don't the care. key motivator towards my statement. I literally told you I'll give Jake Odorizzi a hundred million. I don't care. I I I don't think I would. I I think it was. Would you we rather bring back Cruz for eight or Odorizzi for a hundo? And I said Cruz for eight. Yeah, I don't I don't know why you're doing that. You small baller over there. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean small? I'm just bring, signing someone else for that money. I got best DH in the league for eight million, and I'm bringing in. <laughs> Someone else. Oh, right. yes. Rizzi, I guess. Yes. Signed a forty-year-old for eight million dollars. Congratulations! I could have done that. He just had an OPS almost at a thousand. OPS is a fake stat. Don't be running yeah, that. Come out. on! He just had forty <laughs> bombs. No, right. he didn't. But close. <laughs> I mean, about the OPS thing, but again, I, I figured. Again, but can I ask you this question? Uh, you know, uh, what's Father Time's record? You know, what's his record? I believe it's undefeated, but I I need a refresher on that. So you're going to just let Cruz walk and not give him, I mean, you know, not take the chance on Cruz after his insane season. He gets a year off now, which I think will be really good for him because he's 39 and he this year could be good for him just rest and recover. Comes back at age 40 for $8 million and has an OPS once again at 900 and hits 33 home runs. 
But you, you can't promise that. He's 40. I, t- I would you, Off bet. the top of your head, can you I name would, any 40-year-olds oh, who have hit well? Uh, David Ortiz. David Ortiz took steroids. I sold it Nelson Cruz, I guess. But... <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. And same thing, and he will do good. You name any other ones. I don't need to. Cruz is breaking the... He's, do, he's doing it. He's the second one ever to do it, so... Uh... <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just don't buy it. It's going to happen eventually. Well, eventually, but uh, not. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a little bit slower of a decline than a 950 OPS. And now suddenly he's at 600 OPS. Oh, geez, there he goes. Yeah, sometimes you just wake up the next day. You got a bad back. Oh no, there goes your swing. There goes your power. And Cruise. now you're a tortoise. They already have one of those. All right, they don't need two. They're yeah, not going to get two. So. Oh, that's <laughs> but yeah. Um, Cruz is going to be good for two to three more years. Banking Could, on that. Really? Yes, absolutely. Three. No doubt. I, wow. I, I don't believe you at all. 25 or more home runs in the next two to three, in the next three years. Oh, that means nothing nowadays. You okay, fine. 30 or more. Okay, fine. An OPS of 875 or higher in the next three years. I, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't see that happening, but. If we were still doing predictions, I'd put a uh, three-year-long prediction on the board right now. And so... Be awfully optimistic on the lifeline of this, uh, this podcast here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would, I guess. But we're not doing that, so I'm just going to say it with no consequence whatsoever. <laughs> it's a shame. You need to be held for this Tom Henry. Yeah. Anyways, we have one more question, and it's a meme question. So... Uh, Russo Snacks, is it difficult to be a mascot of a team you aren't a diehard fan of? No. No, it is not. And For let this context. Jo- let, let this joke die. I don't even want to explain the context. Well, I, I'll do it. Um, I don't really know the full context, but one day this guy just sent a picture of the Mariner Moose to Matt here and just kind of was like, this is you. And ever since then, he's just been posting pictures of the Mariner Moose without tagging Matt, but it's absolutely hilarious because I know exactly what it means. A top tier comedy, truly. <laughs> it really is. Nothing could be funnier. Nothing. I laugh very hard, and I like it every time. It is. It makes me laugh out loud, yeah. and that's yeah. how you know it's funny. Yeah, it says a lot when it's making you laugh, I suppose. Yeah. I actually laugh way too... I spend half my time on this podcast laughing, but it's whatever. <laughs> See? Yeah, well, wow, you just proved the point. How about that? All right. So, yeah. I've actually, I listened back to one. I was like, I need, can't, I need to stop laughing so much. So on the week after, I just focused on not laughing. They <laughs> like, can't have fun. I, ban is, right. Having fun is explicitly banned. I was like, you can't even hear Matt. All I'm doing is just giggling in the background the whole time. This is insane. So I, uh, yeah, uh, I figured it out. I appreciate it. It's called growth. I appreciate right, it. Right, yes. Well, hmm. I believe we've reached the end of our talking. Uh, we have our self-promotions. What have we been writing about? I wrote it this last week about remembering some guys. Uh, it's a bit done by uh, David Roth. Used to be of Deadspin. Now just kind of does his thing. But basically the, the idea of remember some guys is that you remember some guys. Now, none, of, none of the good players. We're not talking about like, you know, Kent Urbeck or like Torrey Hunter, you know, a good player. We're, we're talking about the, the not so great players. We're talking about the Pedro Florimones of the world. We're talking about Jared Burton. We're talking about <coughs> who, who else? Did Jason Tyner. Those are the kind of guys we're talking about. Because those are the guys we want to remember. Uh, and that, that was a very fun, you know, stroll down memory lane. Uh, 
And by fun, I mean just like, wow, this is kind of depressing. <laughs> right. Um, I have done, I've, I did a 2010 sort of review, Twinkie Town and SB Nation writing. We're doing like best years for a championship team that didn't win a World Series or just best years for a team. So I just kind of took my own spin when the 2010 team that was good and just the year before everything completely fell apart. So I just recapped that. And for Twins Daily, I did, I'm just doing season recaps, I guess, because I did 2015 and that was a lot of fun because that year was really fun. Uh, that was the, I don't know, just Brian Dozier, a walk-off against the Tigers year, all-star year and overall good year. I don't know. I had fun with that one. Both of them were great. And speaking of season recaps, Twins Daily will be doing a, I think, 20-part series of the seasons, I guess it be 19, since seasons since 2000. So are you writing? Are you doing one of those? Did you sign up? Uh, I did not sign up. Wow. Just expose him live on the air. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exposed. I got exposed. So the guy right. didn't sign up for the World <laughs> Series recaps, but whatever. I did. I got an email saying I was too late. It's the same thing. No, you, it's not nearly the same You didn't write. That's the end of the story. <laughs> you didn't write about it. Fine. I tried my best. I don't know. Yeah. That's starting soon. Yeah, all right. You tried your best. All right. <laughs> Very proud of you. But anyways, I believe we're done. Uh, great talking somehow, even without MB. I don't know how we do it. Uh, hopefully, you're back next week. I, I don't even know what possible news we could talk about. But maybe some news drops. Maybe someone else makes a really stupid plan that we can just roast. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd look forward to it if that happened, actually. Yeah, I'm glad you said hopefully I'm back next week. That meant a lot. I know you were talking to me and not the listeners. So <laughs> uh, I will try to be back next week. I'll do what I can. But yeah, it's yeah. been fun. And I don't know how... I'm impressed. I thought we'd go 15. So I say this every week. Yeah. <laughs> We, draw, we have an innate ability to draw it up 40 minutes. Right. We do it. So, anyways, it's been it. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, whoever's still listening, and we will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>